0: This week on Erotic Awakening, creative scenes, free audiobooks, and choo choo.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening
0: right now. Get the free audiobook polyamory toolkit when you support Erotic Awakening via Patreon. You'll also receive ad free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Thank you to all of our
1: supporters, of uh, which we have me. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you now? I'm doing okay. We just uh, got to Wisconsin. It's a little cloudy outside, but 70 degrees. I think it's time for a uh, fire after this podcast.
0: It is, it is so funny. We were just in Indiana, and it was cooking.
1: It was cooking. I got the sunburned boots. Sunburnt boots to prove it so but we did get to hang out with a couple of friends of ours down at the sun aura clothing optional 21 and over rv resort so that was a lot of fun a lot of naked time in the
0: pool and we'll talk more about our experience there and why we're the worst swingers ever (laughs) Uh, but first today on the podcast so this came out as a we had a question on the old uh, erotic awakening discord and the question was uh, it was a little lengthy but in short what it said was um, as a a so I'm going to back off the whole question part for a second because I do the same darn thing when I start to interact with somebody new I like to ask them what as a top interacting with a new bottom. I like to ask them, what do you like? What do you enjoy? What kind of scenes do you dig? So that leads us into this, uh, what was posted on our Discord, whereas somebody had posted that it's challenging for them to have that kind of inspiration or come up with some ideas that are readily available to give to my Dom around scenes, being able to express what my fantasies or kinks are. um, Because really, you can just say, I'm into whatever you want to do, and that's fine, but the best scenes are going to be the ones where I get feedback from you. I get some creative interaction, right, so that we're creating a mutually beneficial type of scene.
1: And it doesn't help. I mean, it, it's a little complicated, I'm sure, for tops when the bottoms say, I don't know, whatever you're interested in. And or like what I do, I like to have power exchange in my scenes. But just saying that I want power exchange, you know, dominant submission, dominant submission in my scene doesn't necessarily help either. I've given the feeling, not anything that goes around it. Mm hmm. So I don't know that that helps either. I need that one thing, but how do you design something around it? Right. So when, um, so there was one guy that I said, Oh, let's try role play. The prisoner, you know, guard scene, Mm -hmm. boy, that really helped him out. Right. That gives him something to go with.
0: Right. So the, the problem is when you don't have a lot of ideas and Mm -hmm. you don't know how to, uh, to have that conversation, um, And I always tell people, well, I don't fucking know. (laughs) But fortunately for us tonight on the podcast, we have Freya. And Freya, you actually had a fantastic answer on the Discord. So we wanted to talk to you uh, on the podcast about it, about how to, how you handle um, having that that catalog of things. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I definitely love to come up with crazy ideas. I'm a little silly um, and I'm very creative and uh, I le- I'm lucky enough to have a partner who is the same. Um, and so we we are always coming up with uh, with a slew of crazy, kooky ideas.
0: So you started off by saying um, that you just keep a well, you call it the list. And is it literally just a list that you can pull out and say, hey, let's try 14A this week?
2: Yep, absolutely. Um, some, So we're both switches. And so we will um, take turns telling the other one, put it on the list. And so there's okay. actually two of these lists. And sometimes they don't match up because if one of us stays in the dominant role longer than the other one, one list will be longer than the other. Um, but, you know, occasionally we will come back together and consolidate, which we actually just recently did. Um, okay. And, and so, yeah, that's the list. The list is just when you think of something and we talk about it and we're both mutually interested in doing it, we add it to the list. And, um, you know, when we have a time, we'll go in and work in some more detail to what the scene will be.
0: Well, that's that's very cool. It, oddly enough, it reminds me of, how uh, Stephen King describes writing, he says he'll, he'll come across these random ideas, these thoughts, and he'll just write it down on a three by five card somewhere, and just set it aside and develop it later. So um, I don't know if your sk- scenes are scary like that, but <laughs> <laughs> some of them might be. <laughs> can, can, is, it, is it legitimate to ask? Can we have a sample of something that's on the list?
2: Sure. I actually I'll pull it up um, because. I, I don't know. I don't want to scare you guys,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it might give me ideas that I can put. Cause I have a bucket list. So uh, I might be able to put some things on my bucket list,
2: you know, without even pulling up the list, one that's been on it for a long time um, that I haven't played out yet um, is called snow hunt. And okay. so I'm very much an exhibitionist and um Me and my partner can be primal at times. So um, there's there's definitely a scene where I want to be hunted in the snow. And because he doesn't like the cold, he gets to be dressed up for the cold. And (laughs) I don't mind the cold. So drag me through the snow naked. (laughs) Nice. And uh, there's a there's a murder van involved. We call it the murder van, but it's just a van that looks shady. What you would (laughs) expect the murder van to be. Um right. and, and you know it starts out with a hunt in the in the woods of some kind, um, some struggle, and then pull me to the van and do all sorts of CNC style stuff.
0: Absolutely. Uh I, I assume that's what the van was for, not just hey, then kill me or something, right? That would be No, no, it's definitely
2: exactly not for killing. It's actually for his family business.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> um and uh and i'm not gonna lie i think it gets used for fun more than it does for the family business <laughs>
0: <laughs> very cool so
1: so far the two you've shared in, involve a hunt <laughs> yes absolutely so, so what what about people that uh w- aren't really much into the outdoors what do you have for yours that's indoors
2: um that's a good one. Okay. So let's. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's like
0: searching, searching. Yeah. We're, we're not actually recording a podcast. We just wanted ideas <laughs> we just want for ideas. our own play. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay. This is another really good one. Um, we actually did this one once before, but a miniature version of it. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've since expanded on it and want to give it another shot. Um, this is the Grinch Captures a Who. <laughs> 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 so there's a there's a, a Grinch mask and a Santa suit and um a little girl pajama set with the who um right. wig and mm-hmm. and uh there's a Christmas tree involved and a sleeping who in a bed that gets dragged. I like getting dragged out, what can I say? <laughs> I'm I, I mean, like I,
1: I do see a theme here, so it seems to be uh, the role play and there the hunting really
2: lots of role play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, then there's other simpler things like, um, we've been playing around for the last year with something we call balloon bondage. Um, I like clowns. I think they're hilarious. The scarier, the better. Um, so we've been practicing using balloon animal balloons to do bondage with. <laughs> and, and that's really funny because, um, Actually, Dawn, something that you said on the show a long time ago um, stuck in my mug, in my mind, excuse me, that kind of sparked this idea. It was something Uh about being, having balloons all around you. And I think you were maybe, were you wrapped with something inside the balloons and somebody would use a single tail to pop them?
1: It is actually on my bucket list to be wrapped in um, that bubble wrap. Ah, okay. So the wrap and the bubble wrap and then single tails taken to it. We just put that bubble wrap that we had here in the RV in storage. Oh. which means that uh, it, it probably, well, obviously I can get bubble wrap anywhere, right? <laughs> but yeah, if it was bubble wrap on balloons, that actually would work because I, I saw someone recently at one of the events we went to that they tried to like duct tape the balloons onto the girl. And then as she ran, they fell off. So if you had the balloons on there and then wrapped with duct tape or wrap or whatever. I was thinking pallet
2: wrap wrap around the balloons. That's another Mm -hmm. thing I thought. Um, So the balloons inside, pallet wrap, and then we're into knife play. So just like it becomes more of a thing (laughs) because the popping will scare you if the the silence is deep enough. And so Mm -hmm. slowly one by one popping the balloons could really pull out a great scene
0: that's Very for sure cool. that's for sure now now something else you mo- mentioned on our uh, discord was an aar and at first i thought that was an organization for old people but that's something else
2: <laughs> that's aarp oh okay all
0: right <laughs> so what's an aar
2: so um AAR, i actually got the, I, I learned the term from a military friend they said it's I was telling them about my aftercare practice where I like to um, possibly the next day go over the scene and discuss what it is that we liked, what we didn't like. And sometimes it can get into a lengthy discussion of detail for detail, but sometimes it can be even as simple as, yeah, that was amazing. I can't wait to do it again. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it stems from um, Dom drop and insecurities of, did I do well? Did I hurt them? or rather did I harm them and uh, so on, but AAR is a after action review. Um, And that's um, I think, I think, you know, you might know that term um, because you were in the military. If I'm not. Yeah.
0: yeah, Yep. Absolutely.
2: Um, But so, yeah, that, that just means after you're in action, you go over, you know, the psychological issues that you might have from it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just seems to fit. My partner likes to call it "arg" instead, or like arg like a pirate. Oh,
0: but that's okay. what I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a really big fan of that, especially as a, and maybe maybe it's not especially as, but for me as a male-bodied top, um, I've spent a lot of time with my image makers telling me never strike a woman and um, that, and always be a gentleman. And so when we do either a heavy. BDSM scene or a forced blow job uh, I Sensual really, humiliation yeah I really <laughs> like that check in the next day whereas like so does this, this this really does work for you uh, and it's okay that it works for me
1: yeah
2: and it's also really good to um, improve your your connection with the person um, you know my partner and I can scene for hours um, and so There's a lot that happens that can get lost if we don't um, discuss it. Like, uh, first, uh, you said forced blowjob. That's a really good one. We were doing a scene recently where I was tied and he was doing some face fucking. And Mm -hmm. he kept saying, less teeth, less tea. Now, clearly, I couldn't speak at the time. (laughs) (laughs) But when we went over it the next day, I told him, you were seeing less teeth, but I had no room to go anywhere because the angle that my neck was at, all you could get was teeth. So if you had to step back, that wouldn't have happened. And so now he knows that if we're ever in that position again, and he wants less teeth, he literally just has to take a step back. And it's not even an issue because it wasn't my intent. I mean, we are into CBT, but it wasn't intended to use my teeth the entire time.
0: Right.
1: But if they're in the way, they're in the way. (laughs)
0: And that is a great example of how that uh, after action review could be used. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's coming handy a lot.
0: So you'd also mentioned how when you go shopping, um, sometimes you squirm or something. Um, (laughs) What's that about?
2: Yeah. um, So this has to do, I guess, with my my strangeness. Um, I like pervertibles. I like going through the grocery store and walking down the pet aisle or, you know, the kitchen aisle and seeing all sorts of different things. And my mind goes running wild. Um, you know, the dollar store is really great. And because I'm mm-hmm. a of clowns, you know, party city role-playing comes into play, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if I see musical instruments, I might, I might have some, thoughts of where they could go and how we can make them make noise <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um hey, hey, let me way. side note just real quick i love the fact that you talked about uh forced face fucking and you're like oh yeah and then uh, you know the now the musical instrument now you're blushing so that's just <laughs> all right.
2: yeah you never know what's going to make me blush huh <laughs> right
0: right <laughs> Yeah. And and we're big fans of that, too. Um, a lot of the things in our toy bag do not come from uh, Lion's Den or whatever kink shop. But like my um, metal chopsticks or... We had the ping pong paddle for ping a pong paddle. Time. Um, uh, Just a lot of stuff that, you, you know, just like you said, pervertibles. I particularly like some of the dollar store paddles. Yeah. Which I think I had a bunch of them that were used for, they were wooden rice flipping paddles or something. I don't know what the hell they were supposed to oh, be. Oh, like rice scoopers, yeah, sort of thing. But they were rice so um, no, not rice spoons. But regardless, they were so cheaply made that they were good for about twenty wax, and then they would they would break in half. And I just enjoyed the fact that I broke this paddle. I broke this paddle on your ass. Yeah. You know, that you can do stuff like that. It feels good.
2: It's a good ego. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cheese boards, actually, with the handle. Mm. Those, are, those are really good. Um, I've used uh, a bed slat for, uh, for impact. Uh, sure. I've used all sorts of, I mean, I'm a little too, so... You know, my brain goes to actual toys sometimes. So, like, I made a rug beater-style tool out of a plastic jump rope. Okay. And, and that's super stingy. So, that's, right. that's a pretty evil one. Um, I've made – you know, I like – because the creative side of me, I, I will put things together and come up with um, toys that I made myself. Um, the the rug beater, though, that that was – and it, it adds a little joy because I see the jump rope and I get all little <laughs> excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another idea that another thing on my list of how to come up with ideas is um, watching, reading, and hearing about others. Um, and they're they're either from their questions or just their experiences. I attend a lot of Zoom classes, Zoom munches. Um, I do. I actually have a kick group of my own and a Discord that I um, I try to foster community in in uh, in my area to get because without it I I would never be where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, community is everything for finding the opportunities and the people that you want to be with. Um, so in discussion day to day, you know, somebody says something and you're like, oh. I, I think I might be into that. And, mm-hmm. and you just, uh, and, and, and it starts with one little note on the list and it'll grow into a full on scene.
0: And and that is super important. What you said, because especially for, um, I don't like the term old timers, but for people like <laughs> Dawn and I, that have, we've been around for a while and to remember, keep your eyes open and listen to people and check people out. And, you know, everybody's got, going to have these interesting ideas and twists and thoughts that you might be able to go, Oh, wow. We've used the, the, uh, phrase, if it makes you, um, wet, hard or something. Yeah. If it makes you hard. hard and wet, you know, um, then, then listen to that and expand upon it and see what you can do with it.
1: If it gives you that tingle, <laughs> yes, <laughs> there exactly. might be a, a reason to pay attention to it. So that's why I, I wanted to hear her list. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Because I'm not creative. It it takes a lot for me to think of something. I have not done a lot of role play, right? So, you know, I like more fear play. So I have to, to think of those things. And I like the dominance and submission. So I have Mm -hmm. to think of those things that would create that. And it's hard for me to think of because that is more of a feeling thing, right? So it's, like I said, it's hard for me to come up with the, 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 uh fluff's the wrong word but the stuff that goes around it to make it more interesting for the other person Mm -hmm.
2: building this the the scene and the story
1: yeah instead of a thou shalt kneel (laughs) never mind i can think of things that would work with too so we we should do wait okay i got some ideas (laughs) (laughs) Write
2: write them down quickly
1: yeah, so let's see, I've always had these ideas, and everybody probably has them. So sometimes you can go to an event and see things that people are doing, right? Yeah. So Dark Odyssey, there was um, a huge dungeon. It was a, a winter event, and I remember seeing Spider-Man and Wonder Woman, and they were wrestling, right? They're not even from the same universe, <laughs> but does that matter? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what? There's probably you missed the whole point of that scene. It was actually the guy in the corner who was tied up, who they were doing humiliation play on his geekiness. Like, no, Marvel and DC can't be in the same place at the same time. Uh. I missed the guy in the corner then. Yeah, um,
2: that's great. I love pulling in people into a scene. Of, you know, obviously consenting, uh, but, but just like having a third party that's adding something to the scene.
0: Which leads to the, the exhibitionism part, right? Oh, yeah. Yes,
2: absolutely. We actually, <laughs> uh, my partner and I have d- um, done this scene where like, he's he's into slime and wet and messy stuff. And so there's this, there's this like lube that he loves called Slu. It's a whole big deal. But like, it's one of those things where you add more water to get it thinner and less water to get it thicker. We filled it okay. with water balloons um palette huh. wrapped ourselves to a tree and told our friends toss these at us huh. and so yeah that was that was a group event
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that's funny because i actually you know what let's never mind Shh. you'll you'll know in a minute
0: okay, okay. <laughs> um, so all right so one more question for you Sure. Is, have you ever had something on the list and it just not work? It just, you know, you look at it and go, yeah, you know what? This just isn't, it, it It sounded great at first, but you know what? Nah, this is not really a thing.
2: Not really, but we do have things that have been on the list for a long time that we haven't actualized yet. And okay. so, so those are things that probably need more quirkiness more, more details that, that it's just not enticing enough because we've got such out there ideas, you know, I've, for one scene, I I made him into a cow and I hooked up my press pump to him and covered him in spots and made him move for me uh-huh. <laughs> while well, I was just <laughs> a clown. So, you know, it needs that kind of detail for us.
1: so do you ever so it doesn't sound like if they've been on the list for a while it doesn't sound like you ever just look at them and go and let's go ahead and get that one out of the way instead you let it sit there until you tweak it enough for it to to be fun Yeah.
2: yeah we let it simmer
1: okay cool
2: and you know going back to the i the thing about watching people play um i don't i try not to say no to things based on if i think i'm into it or not um for example there was a dungeon that I loved going to that is now closed but um they started having this event that was monthly and I was like well I don't I don't think I'd ever really be into that but I like the people here so I'll come I'll check it out um two events in it's now one of my favorite things to do I had <laughs> no idea that I was going to be into it but you know I showed up and I just watched and I was like oh it had that spark, like you said. Mm-hmm, nice. And 10 parties later, I'm really good
0: <laughs> at it. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, Frey, it's been a, a pleasure to have you on the podcast and I love your stories and I might be uh, reflecting on some of them later in my personal time. <laughs> um, but for now, hang out with us while we wrap this thing up. Um, Dawn, did you know that uh, I'm stalling because I don't know where my show notes are? <laughs> I'm still stuck on the, the um, being milked. Now, at least we didn't. Milk. <laughs> what are those milking machines called that you? We saw somewhere. Oh,
1: we went to an ice cream factory, and they had the milking the milking machine things. There is like part of the history of how to make ice cream, or or whatever. And and I had Dan take my picture standing next to them because I'm like, the suction on those. <laughs> Holy cow,
0: that sounds like fun. <laughs> if you want to know when the next time we'll be at an ice cream factory or all the other events, book news, and stuff that we do, how would they find out about that, Don?
1: So they would head over to eroticawakening.com and sign up for the Erotic Awakening newsletter, and they would get
0: their EA shout-out. Like Brianna from Nevada. And D from Texas. And Dallas. from From texas Texas. (laughs) that's
1: awesome (laughs) so head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today
0: so like you were talking about the beginning of the show don uh you and i uh recently went to our first rv nudist camp and and it
1: but i like to point out it's not a nudist camp because nudist whenever a camp says they're a nudist camp, Mm, they're usually family friendly it's usually about the nudist lifestyle right so just not wearing clothes what we went to was a clothing optional 21 plus
0: Uh, resort resort yes (laughs) uh and and the significant difference in that is that it was much more of in versus a nudist situation this was much more of a party swinger friendly Uh situation you looking forward to going back? You know, I like to be naked,
1: but I'm, I guess I'm just not a swinger. So they ended up having a dance one night and a hoedown over in this other place. And you know, the after party trailer over in this other place, but it tends to be a lot of alcohol and I don't drink right? So, you know, I'm not going to hook in that way. And, you know, the dance, didn't particularly want to be in the dance. And, you know, I just, so we sat and chatted with friends. Fortunately, we did have
0: some (laughs) very good friends with us that we got to hang out with.
1: And we got to be naked and I got sunburnt boobs because of it. And we got swim
0: time and yeah. What I found out was being naked is kind of inconvenient. (laughs) I mean, you don't have pockets for your stuff. I finally I saw somebody running around naked, but he had a fanny pack
1: on the last day. On as the last we're day, <laughs> we're and I said, I
0: finally see what the value of a fanny pack is. Absolutely, it's so to, to put your shit in, and
1: right so you you, carry it with you while you've got your fanny out (laughs) exactly so but also you didn't want to ride around naked on your bicycle no that's just whereas i have a trike right so i have a trike so i was able to just just be naked in mine and carry my bag of
0: sunblock and (laughs) freya is attending a 21 and over clothing optional event something that you would be interested in is that the way your exhibitionism rolls
2: I'd be down with that. Um, there was actually a, a, nude beach event in New York, um, just this weekend. Um, yeah. so yeah. And, and I've actually attended a few times with a few of my, my King community friends. Um, oh. unfortunately I think that that's more of a family, the family style like yeah. that you were talking about, but yeah, I'd definitely be down for something like that. I don't know that I'm a swinger either. I'm I, I, but I would enjoy the atmosphere.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the atmosphere was wonderful. So, and I and I love it. And we couldn't really call it a swinging swinging resort because there's no sex in public, right? If there's sex going on, it's in people's RVs or tents or or whatever. So um so, but I did like the being naked and just just feeling the breeze. But I do miss my outdoor kink events, mm-hmm. too, where there is sex out in public and whippings and screamings and, you know, all of that being your, your authentic, naughty yep. self out in public, but under the stars or the sun, as it may be. We yeah, are moving. Okay, in the- that's
2: actually something that I've experienced because of the whole COVID thing. Those are the safest parties to go to nowadays. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So I will travel out of state for a party just to have that added outdoor atmosphere with Mm -hmm. fire of safety
0: yeah Yeah. oh you totally agree yeah totally agree uh dawn i know that you and i have a new book called hearts and Collars out and i'm happy to say that the reviews are starting to come in and they're very positive but what if I wanted a copy of Hearts and Collars and I want a Kickstarter cards? Ooh,
1: so the Kickstarter cards can only be found on our website. So if you want the bundle, I'm going to be creating a bundle in the next couple of days, hopefully tomorrow, to where you can get both for a cheaper price. But you would go to eroticawakening.com, which is where you can find all of our stuff. But if you you can also go to Amazon for the book, not the cards. But if you order the book from us, we will also sign it for you.
0: Fair. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Eroticawakening.com. Um, Dawn, so let's get into our three fetishes. Um, uh, Freya, as you know, as you happen to listen to the podcast on occasion, which many of our guests have not, you <laughs> we are have we're gonna review three fetishes, and you agreed to um handle one of these. Uh Dawn, were you planning on setting her up? No, with the okay, we'll let her have no. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. Uh one, two, or three. Maybe you'll set yourself up. Uh two. You did. You did. <laughs> How do you feel about a slime fetish? A kink for slime and slimy things?
2: Oh, that's perfect for me because that's what my partner's into. Um I'm you know, it's not exactly something that I'm into, but I love I love seeing the creativity that comes out from it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, um I've had my fun with it and i
1: am definitely going to do it again. <laughs> cool. So, well, it also says on here with the slime fetish that tentacles are a prime example of a slime fetish in popular media. And I'm like, but I like tentacles, but it's not because of the slime. It's a whole different reason. Do you see tentacles as part of the slime fetish or is it more about the, the, the slippery, gooey, messy part?
2: Yeah, I hadn't hadn't associated tentacles with it. But now that you say it, I can understand why people would think that. But that's not where my brain went.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I mean, the tentacle scene that Bad Bunny and her partner put together did involve slimy, sand-filled hoses, right, that they wrapped around me so that there was the weight of the tentacle and it was slimy to try to, you know, have that feel of it. But it it wasn't the slime that I was (laughs) interested in. It was the... The, the You know, the, the tentacle thought. Does the slime
0: fetish do anything for you, though?
1: No, not really. I mean, I like lube. <laughs> <laughs> I like water, but I don't know about,
0: like, messy slime. Yeah, I, I like lube, but only from a logistical perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean... Not, I, I don't know that I've... I... I think we have another friend that's, like, into food play. So, like, um um a messy, slimy pie... Or something like that would totally rock their world. And it's just not something I
0: think about. I don't want any slimy pie.
1: Yeah, well, think of like coconut cream. I mean, that could be considered slimy or jello. I'll take number one. <laughs> you got number one. Oh, great. So I get to try to pronounce this. Okay. Sid Rod oh. Ramophilia. Oh, I love that. Really? No, I don't know. <laughs> It's a fetish for trains, or engaging in sexual activity on a train.
0: Um, is it? Mm-hmm. I have never fantasized, or no, I, I, it had not occurred to me that that would be a fetish.
1: Yeah. So I might do that as my uh, fetish Friday thing that I do on our um, social media. Okay. So to see if anybody speaks up that that is their fetish, because do I think about it? No, but I like exhibitionism. I like the idea. We've been on a train before, right? So I like the idea of the, the rocking and, and the, and what if there's a train car where you have a room, Mm -hmm. right? That would be cool too. Looking out the window at stuff going by as you're being fucked from behind well that's legit that'd be awesome do I think about it is it a fetish no but I can definitely make it work in my head
0: Freya I, I have a feeling <laughs> you're gonna say yes to all of ours because you've got a very active imagination how is the freight the train fetish do anything for you
2: well it, I don't think it's necessarily the train part that that does it for me um like like you were saying Dawn, it's you know the exhibitionism of it and then being somewhere having something to watch nature. perhaps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, do, I, I have a, a yeah more more about the nature. I do like being out in the nature during scenes, so I would get a kick out of looking out the window, like you said, but not necessarily the train.
0: I, I've heard picnic tables are good for nature. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've got experience <laughs> with those. Mm-hmm. I do like the picnic tables. dawn this is a kind of a mailing it in for you here. This is an Uh-oh. easy one. How do you feel about spanking?
1: Love it. Do I fetish, fetish, fetishize it? Do I fantasize about it? All the time. I like the idea. I like the picnic tables we were just talking about. Oh, my God. Dan, we have a picnic table right there outside of our door. Wait
0: till the last day we're here. in case So we don't kick them out. out. Okay. Oh, so we are even anyway. But yeah. you,
1: can, you kneel on the bench, right? And then your hands. I mean, you could make a dungeon full of just picnic tables. They are perfect for everything. So leaning over the end, kneeling on the bench, kneeling on top of the table. I mean, it's, it's all um
0: You (laughs) hit your your passion place on that.
1: Yes. So that is, that rocks my world. I love spankings. And um, some of our early stuff that we did, we went to spanking parties. And once I got the whole idea that you couldn't be naked and power exchange wasn't really allowed and it was just about the spankings, you know, I I really enjoyed that. And then some of the earliest people that we hooked up with, right, uh, the one that I talked about a little bit ago um, Never mind. You weren't on that call. Um, <laughs> But he and I only played with spanking and he would have me count up with the different implements because he also paddled and then count back down. And his hand was like this freaking big. Right. You know, it, it was it was it was amazing. And my ass is big. There's so much room for spanking. And yeah. It's all the stuff.
0: Uh, Clearly, we've hit, (laughs) as I said, a passion spot for you. Yes. Freya, spanking, do anything for you? Do you prefer, now you said your switch, prefer topping or bottoming when it comes to a spanking?
2: I prefer to top when it comes to a spanking. I'm not really into receiving pain, but, um, but, you know, you meet the right person and it works out. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) I, I, spanking not so much but maybe like other s- tools for impact
0: mm-hmm. like, uh, when it comes to when it comes to creative play spanking obviously leads to a lot of opportunities right oh, you've yeah, got the- rubber chickens <laughs> I sure. I was thinking more along the lines you could do the. It's the domestic discipline scene. It's the schoolgirl scene. Oh, the professor scene. Oh, do you remember La Femme oh, Cravache
2: on my list? The professor.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, La,
1: Fren- La Femme Cravache was this little dungeon that we went to that used to be in Columbus um, before they got closed down because the landlord found out. But regardless, they had these little rooms that had different themes, right? And one was the alien room, the tentacles, remember that one. But the other one only had a desk in it and a chalkboard and a yardstick. And Dan walks in and he's like, well, what the hell is this? This isn't finished. And I just kind of leaned over the desk and I'm like, oh, no, this is done. <laughs> this is, no, this I'll is- finish it for you. Watch this. Exactly. This is so ready to go, right? Yeah, so many so many role-play things you can do with spanking.
0: Dom, let's wrap this thing up um, <laughs> before, so, before you go on and yeah. on with spanking. Uh, looks like we're done, right? No. So we got things. So
1: uh, we've actually been spending a lot of time on Discord again. And I, I just wanted to point out that we've got different, aren't they called channels on mm-hmm. Discord? Yes, they are. So we have different channels on, on our Discord server. I'm assuming I'm using the right lingo. Anyway, we have, um, a channel for the leaders. Mm -hmm. So, um, every now and then Dan runs a leaders round table. So there's a channel in there specifically for them. I run a followers round table, which, um, is, is once a month. So there's a channel in there for that. We've got a general channel. We've got a sacred sexuality channel. We have channels specifically for our patrons. So, um, especially the not safe for work picture channel, which is where we
0: get our tentacles from <laughs> so all kinds of stuff and we'd love to have you guys on board but that's not important now what's important is i've got food on boobs well you do no, well kind of i have food <laughs> in the shape of boobs which is almost as good booby bread by minotaurus so that's it's actually a really fun picture
1: it is it's really cool so um and then of course we've got tentacles but there was also another thing that um minotaurs posted he posted an article about a granny that wanted a penis monument on her grave and like you do like you do and her family actually had a penis a 400 pound penis (laughs) made (laughs) as her headstone and and that is just phenomenal that was like her last wish so and then enigma sent me uh tentacles around a chick so that's the whole the whole slimy tentacle thing but it's really hot and then uh, Travere sent me something I'm still trying to figure out. It's a tentacle on a train. So th- talking about the whole train fetish, well, now you mix the tentacles with the train and you got <laughs> that picture, right? And then um, Basano sent me a classy little picture. It looks Japanese and it's a Japanese girl reading a book and she's got an octopus like wrapped around her foot and going up her leg. And it kind of remembers, it kind of reminds me of the first picture I think I ever saw, which I think is called the Fisherman's wife. Mm-hmm. It's like a Japanese. That's the original
0: tentacle. Yeah. Kind of it's one. like
1: an ink, ink pen sort of painting. That's, that's really old. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. It had that sort of flavors So
0: awesome pictures. Very cool. Um, on our Instagram account, believe it or not we do post on occasion actually just posted this right now Mm -hmm. it is our rv with our little flags on it (laughs) um which uh, just kind of cool we don't have uh, our flags if you go to instagram you'll see our flags are kind of if you know what it is you know what it is
1: right so it's like the leather pride flag not too many people know what that Mm -hmm. is right just like we've got um a stick stickers on our slide side. So there's stickers on there that you know if you know, but if you don't, right. it's hard to figure out what Polyamory it is. Polyamory
0: flag. Yeah. And um, and the only one that is is um, very apparent what it is, it's saying, hey, we play board games. Y'all play board games? Talk to us. We want to play board games. It literally says it on the flag. Yeah, <laughs> Board game
1: players. So we haven't really come across anybody that plays board games yet. And it struck us today that we are on our second year of this RVing journey. So we just completed the first year. So we'll see what we run across now.
0: And you'll see it if you follow us on Instagram. See a picture today, Erotic Awakening.
1: Exactly. So take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. So feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife.
0: And we are Erotic Awakening on Instagram.
1: Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and the Discord.
0: Or just email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye, bye Freya. Freya. Bye.